0: Hey, that's not so great. The Raptors, their second loss in a row, now one and two on the season. They lose to the Miami Heat. You are, of course, listening to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I am, of course, Samson Folk, and it is, of course, I'm saying, of course, a lot, brought to you by Goldfinger Law. Shout out to them because there's no fee unless you win. You can contact them at 416-730-1777. And so the Raptors... They lose another game. A lot of warts showed up in this one. As far as what they succeeded at, we found out a lot of the regular stuff along the way. Precious Achua found his form, played a massive role in this game, had an absurd plus minus, I believe, plus 16. Uh, nobody else on the roster except for Fred and OG were even a positive, and they weren't in the double digits or anything like that. I guess Malkai was a plus one as well, but... You know, plus minuses and everything, but Precious was awesome tonight. He found his groove again. We had a Scotty Barnes injury. We had Christian Coloco ejected from the game, which I didn't agree with. And so everybody cares a lot about Scotty. So if you're listening to this and you didn't really catch the game, he's injured. Uh, we don't know the severity of the sprained ankle, but he sprained his ankle. And uh, I believe his right ankle. And yeah, he wasn't able to come back into the game. He did this after... uh Tyler Hero came in late trying to take a charge, um, got under him. The The broadcast never actually showed what happened to his foot just because of the camera angles, and it was so close to the, the baseline camera guy. So I'm not sure if it was because he landed wrong or Tyler fell on it while falling backwards, but Scotty finished the bucket, had an end one, and this was Scotty. Probably, I would say, his best game of the season so far. He had 11 points, two rebounds, two assists, but he was absolutely essential to attacking the Heat on the inside because the Heat were playing all of the time, pack line defense against Pascal. If the shooters aren't going, then Pascal has to hit, you know, a a really healthy diet of mid-range jumpers to try and beat this defense. But if a guy like Scotty doesn't have the same attention and can beat his guys one-on-one, Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, kind of stick them under the rim, finish over top, that's a huge deal. He was doing that in this game. And the defense, well, nobody's defense was that good off the start. But Barnes continues to not be the worst defender on the floor, which he was for a lot of the early part of last year. So very encouraging stuff from him. It sucks that he got injured. It really does suck. And then the Christian Coloco stuff. So Coloco got tied up with, I believe, Caleb Martin. And yes, Caleb Martin is the same guy who took Scotty out from behind last year while Scotty was going up for that dunk um and and, you know scotty didn't get injured on that play but it was there was a lot of danger to it and yeah so caleb martin got into a bit of a tussle with coloco he wrapped him up foul called him coloco swung his arm back you know don't swing your arm back i guess i would say but that's as far as the people who are committing acts that uh deserve blame i would say swing your arm back isn't that bad and he caught martin on the shoulder Coloco falls to the ground. Martin kind of charges up to him, starts flexing over top, starts talking trash. Coloco gets up. And um, so from the angle behind Martin, it looks like Coloco wraps Martin. But from the angle beside them, you can see Martin wraps Coloco first like a tackle and tackle them out of bounds into a chair, into the stands. And so we saw, you know, like a, a bit of a tussle breakout. Coloco, to his credit, the camera was trained in that bird's eye view. He did not escalate any further. He just, he wrapped up with, with Caleb Martin and uh, they both went down and, and he didn't even try and like swing or do anything afterwards. If I was in that position, I wonder if I might've done something like that, honestly. But yeah, so they both got ejected. I don't agree with that whatsoever. I don't think Coloco should have been ejected. I don't even think he should have had tech, dude. Coloco didn't do anything. You know, he swung his arm back. But we all watch, you know, Marcus Smart, Joel, we, Kyle Lowry was in this game. Kyle Lowry swings wildly at times. You know, they, they guys do that all the time. Guys don't always do what Caleb Martin did. And uh, so, yeah, they both got kicked out. But 112 to 109, the Raptors lost this game. They, they nearly made it back. And largely on a couple things. Precious Ichua coming into the game, not only finding his defensive form, which really, really did affect not only how the heat operated in a lot of their base actions but when the Raptors got beat man uh Precious being back at the rim helped with a lot of that stuff and kind of moving them off to second side and when we talk about Precious and you know I was talking about how much attention Pascal was getting what kind of defense the heat were playing on him when Pascal lets that ball go and in the first half or in the second and third quarters we're looking at Shooters kind of pump and put the ball down and they're trying to relocate to another guy who maybe he'll shoot it, but he's not going to get to the rim. Even OG in this game, right? He's not going to get to the rim off his own dribble. He's mostly canning threes tonight. He had, what, 13 points and, you know, nine of them came from threes. So uh, Precious is the guy. He has some threes to kick everything off in this game. He went two for five. Those were his first two makes. But everything else is a guy getting to the free throw line, a guy who's getting to the rim, on the fast break, he he got Tyler Hero. We'll talk about their kind of dynamic, uh, I guess, in the back half of the podcast. But when he had Kyle Lowry isolated on him, we're looking at a guy, Kyle Lowry. He thinks he's got the juice. He can defend the big. Precious takes him to the rim. Precious is too coordinated, too strong too good a handle at that size he keeps the ball outside himself and just allows his body to work downhill and that was a massive part of this was that the heat kept extending their shell out and that really pressured the raptor shooters and they could catch up if they were kind of in that mid range area and they were able to collapse on pascal but if you have a guy like precious if you know He's just going to punch the defense, get to the rim. This is I've been if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk about this a lot, but not even punching gaps for Precious, but just being able to kind of grind downhill against his defender and get to his spot. A lot of really great shot making in this game. It's a he went six of seven from the line too. it's a really, really big deal that that happened. But for the most part, the bad stuff in this game, Barnes got injured. Um, Coloco getting bounced probably was actually helpful because Precious is a significantly better player than Coloco. And I don't know what's going on with Nurse and Precious, but um, Nurse didn't seem like he... And Coloco, uh, relative to expectations, was fine against Brooklyn, but he wasn't He wasn't a game changer. And probably for most of these minutes early on in his career, is going to err on the side of a negative. And we see Nurse not really giving Precious run when Precious can have a game like this. And obviously, and and the thing is, Precious didn't get this run until Coloco was out of the game. So, yeah, I'd like to see Precious get more run. I think he deserves a little bit more leeway than this, especially with the bench being as limited as as it was. Thad got 10 minutes. He was like a minus 15 in them. Banton, he hit a three, good for him, but also a guy who those limitations I talked about in the preseason that he was beating in the preseason, he had his counters we're looking at a guy in, in, in the regular season who's just not able to, he can't get downhill. And he's not able to threaten the defense in any meaningful way. And they play off of him, they sink, they go under, and it just allows them to to tighten up driving lanes. And, and it really does affect Pascal, for example. And, and Gary Trent Jr. is another big dynamic of this game is that he was very, very poor decision-making early on in this game. And what helped change this and helped the Raptors kind of get their offense back on track, yes, Precious Achua getting that 18 points. But in addition to that, Gary Trent Jr. giving up or taking 23 points, right? Taking 18 shots, 5 of 12 from 3, really, really big deal. That's what I wanted to see because in the early part, like we, we had this play, a couple plays actually, where the Raptors are trying to get that mismatch because they know Pascal and everybody watching, pay attention that Pascal rarely ever makes the wrong decision. This is a guy who he makes fantastic reads to the laydowns, to the cutters, to the shooters, whatever it is, he is a passer. He's rarely ever turning the ball over. And he draws so much attention that he doesn't have to be dangerous with his passes or his reads. Teams just have to overload on him. Gary stopped trying to force the issue and decided, okay, the ball goes back into Pascal's hands. I will form up if my guy comes off of me if he wants to rotate over for the double, I'll be available. I'll make the shot. That was such a huge deal. He Later on in the game, he had like a little pin down. He came, you know, wide pin, and he came off of it, and um, Precious had, was open on the roll, and, you know, he pulled up for a little jumper and missed it. But offensive process went from very bad to very good for Gary. And so, uh, yeah, a very strong Gary game as far as, as far as I'm concerned. Barnes, yeah, I talked about him. I thought he was great. Fred, mostly just kind of a ball mover in this game. He, whether it's Gabe Vincent or or Kyle or, or, you know, Jimmy, anybody, Bam especially too. Like if he's getting that, Caleb Martin, if he's getting that switch, he's, he's not dusting a dude, not in this game. And he was a guy, 100%, that the heat, when that ball comes out of Pascal's hands, they double. They're looking at Fred as that's number one. Recover to Fred. Forced it out of his hands. And, you know, there were quite a few hockey assists from Fred, too. Well, hockey assists from Pascal, actual assists for Fred. He finished with 10. So the ball kind of squeaks out to Fred. The, the Heat are in scramble mode. It goes out to a shooter, OG, Gary, whoever, right? And so that's what Fred was doing. And I understand that's that's affected by the type of, the type of defense that the Heat are playing. And so he made a lot of good decisions in that regard. But uh, Pascal didn't have the ball every time. He didn't break it down every time. Sometimes Pascal is a bystander on these offensive possessions. Sometimes he's off the floor and Fred not having any juice as far as like creation going two for nine in this game, one of six from three, um, a little bit tough because you want him to carry when, when that kind of stuff isn't going on, but again, three steals. So he now has 11 steals on the season. I think kind of absurd. So as far as you can tell, the, the things that I'm saying are good came in the good runs for the Raptors. And the things that I said were bad came in the bad runs for the Raptors. Similar to that, that Brooklyn game last night, there were there were droughts offensively that the Raptors they couldn't manufacture their way out of. When they started playing better offensively, it was correlated with that defense. They're they're getting stops. They're not taking the ball out of their own basket, having to inbound it. They're pushing the ball up the floor. And not only does that create like that that pitch play to the right wing from Pascal to Fred that everybody loves or Pascal to drive it right down the middle, everybody to collapse and a quick shootout to the corner, right? All that kind of stuff. But on top of that, it also means that Miami doesn't get to pick and choose who everybody picks up down the court to, to best be in the position to pre-switch against all of this kind of stuff. Like if they're bringing Fred up the court to set a screen, maybe they can send Jimmy up the court to guard Fred for this action instead of uh, like Gabe Vincent or something like that because they're expecting a switch so they do something like that in the half court when they're ready but when it's in transition you can get the ball low you can do that hit ahead or you can push it to a point where the defense doesn't get to pick and choose that kind of stuff you just get to take it at their players and they do they play quite a few guys who are way too small for Pascal basically like let's look at this team it's um Deadman is not too small for Pascal of course but He's, you know, he's affecting at the rim in help and, you know, Pascal would obviously dust him. Bam is a, a good defender for Pascal for what it's worth, especially, especially with help and especially as a helper. Bam is a really great defender. We we all know this, of course, but, um is but he didn't get to, you know, Pascal didn't get to ISO. Pascal didn't, he's not so lucky that he gets room to do that kind of stuff. He's, he's going to be I suspect one of the three or four most doubled players in the NBA this year. Sometimes he gets tripled. And so there's there's that cross-matching stuff in transition is really, really important for the Raptors to kind of work in early offense and for Pascal to start picking dudes apart. And Pascal at the end of this game, 23 points, eight rebounds, nine assists, eight of nineteen from the floor. This is a game where, you know, he's a superstar. I think we know this much. He's sleepwalking to 23 points, eight rebounds, nine assists, one turnover but the thing in this game is that that pull-up jump shot it will come and go to some degree if it's beyond like 16 feet if it's that you know four to 14 foot area pascal will he'll shake and move he'll pivot he'll find his space he'll hit a lot of shots in there but i think he shot 36 percent on the deeper mid-range last year which is similar to a guy like luka Doncic. just for to be fair but that's that's a if the heat are able to maintain the shell of their defense, a tight shell and the raptors shooters can't cut against it and maybe that you know that offense is out of rhythm and all that kind of stuff, then that means that pascal the ball's going to be in his hand, you know, extended away from the rim quite far and it's going to be he's either going to be pushing into, you know, a lot of contests in the paint, help side contests and trying to finish high off the glass or, you know, bankers and all this kind of stuff with a lot of attention on him, or he's going to have to try and shoot over the top of it. So he didn't have the jump shot to fuel them today, which would have simplified a lot of stuff, but he did keep working his use of escape dribbles to re-engage defenders after, you know, shooing away the double, changing the line of sight for help defenders and stuff like that. So he can pick out shooters, he, he may very well this far in the season be the best um, player in the league as far as initiating in the middle of the four. I, I don't think that's much of an exaggeration, if any at all. I, I don't see a lot of players tasked with what Pascal is tasked with. Like, hey, get the ball here, initiate, get to this spot, draw the double, draw the triple, make the read. The ball comes back to you at the end of the possession. Maybe you have to make the shot now. If they don't come or, you know, if – if the doubling is working and they're getting the ball to your hands work harder to shoot the double way re-engage your guy quick beat him off the dribble now the help side defense is spaced out to the you know outside of the paint maybe you can get there it's just a lot of work and i think right now he's the best in the nba at doing that he's unbelievable and yeah og in this game five for 14 the three-point shooting is nice the defense I, the late double, I really hated. I'm not sure if I, I wasn't watching the sideline at this point when I rewatch the game, I'll kind of take a look at this, but that, that late double where Kyle Lowry was able to cut behind and Jimmy had OG ISOed for, I think like seven or eight seconds. They're on the right baseline. And you know, the, the play had developed to that point. It's an empty side. It's just those two guys over there and uh, precious kind of hovers over for that late double and the Raptors are down at this point. And I really, really hate that. I understand maybe from the point of view, I, I don't agree with this point of view, but I understand that maybe you would want to force a turnover or something like that. But in an you know, an empty side and Kyle Lowry's the guy, he timed that cut perfectly. It's just any finish at the rim. It's a. Uh, I don't know if Nick Nurse was yelling from the sideline. I don't know if that's a a freestyle from Precious. I don't know if they're saying this or if they were in a huddle and they say, hey, if they run this, if it ends up like this in a possession, this is what we're doing. But whatever it was, I didn't like that. And on the next possession, OG played straight up defense. They did not send help on Butler and Butler tried to get into his bag and ended up traveling. That's, That's what I expect to see. You know, in the scheme... Where the Raptors love to overhelp and they love to do all this kind of stuff. I think in the, you know, for the first however much of the game, that makes sense totally, because you you have this, you know, whirling dervish helter skelter stuff going on. You have to commit to that totally. But when the game slows down like that and Jimmy sees that double coming so clearly, it's so patently clear. I don't like that at all. Especially, yeah. And and they've been doing this for quite some time. OG is one of the best. Defenders in the NBA, especially when it comes to being a guy who stops stars. We saw him stick Trey Young last year. Trey Young is much more explosive on ball than Jimmy Butler is. Trey Young is one of the most incredible offensive engines of the past like 10 years. So if OG can handle that, especially since OG is not at a strength deficit to Jimmy Butler, um, you have to let him try and do that on his own. Yeah, I, basically we talked about everybody. Malachi Flynn deserves a lot of love, I think. He, he's he's competitive at the point of attack defensively. He moves well above the break. You know the the rotations and stuff like that. I'm not really sure about. We we haven't seen it in a while from him. But hit two catch and shoot threes. Ended up taking four. I you know he had three fouls really early. The the Heat were like, hey, we want to see if we can get this guy in trouble. Maybe get to the free throw line that that was part of it but coming off the bench and hitting a couple threes in this game particularly really really great i i was a big fan of it but precious is the lone bright spot from the bench the bench continues to be very very troublesome you know tell me if this sounds like january february of last year you know og plays 38 pascal plays 40 gary plays 38 fred play well basically 39 from gary and fred plays 39 basically it's just That's a lot of minutes. And the Raptors, they were supposed to have shored up the bench coming coming into this season. And Boucher, it was supposed to be, you know, he and Precious far and away the best bench players. That was supposed to be true, of course. And Otto Porter Jr. was supposed to be able to come in and kind of punch up at that because he's great. And neither of those guys are in the lineup. So it looked like the Raptors might be, you know, not necessarily a deep team, but a team with some depth. They currently have none, and that is, that is a really tough pill to swallow. Nobody, nobody likes that, least of all me. Um, Potpourri, what else was interesting in this game? Uh, you know, the, the Precious, Sachua, and Tyler Hero stuff. Tyler Hero made a contested layup. He cut down the middle. Um, Precious was the low man. It wasn't a particularly bombastic contest or anything like that. Precious didn't get up for it. He went straight up. And hero made the finish uh they um they call it foul, and uh so hero, he did the too small motion, you know, hand hovering above the ground, you're too small. we've seen we've seen a lot of guys do that, and uh precious got him back he he was pushing the ball in transition uh, <laughs> um, hero tried to kind of step in, got bounced because precious pound for pound is one of the most you know intimidating and strong athletes in the nba he's really really tough to stop when he's going downhill and uh, he got the end one and he got he got hero back which was pretty fun aside from the bad vibes of the scotty stuff because that that does suck i i really really hate that especially since scotty was playing so well and you just want a guy to be healthy he's finding his groove you know i i was pretty happy with scotty's performance against brooklyn as well he really had a tremendous second half against the Cavs. You're looking at a young guy who's, you know, destined for stardom. You don't want it to be like in fits and starts. You just want a guy to go and play some games. We've dealt with that with OG, right? Is OG having such bad luck, getting poked in the eye, appendicitis, all this kind of stuff, a broken finger that he played with for like two months. All all this kind of stuff is so it is so detrimental to development. So we just have to hope that Scotty is uh isn't out for too long in this one because he's he's so important to what the raptors do especially against a team like this he he would have changed a lot of the schematics of how the heat decided to play as this game went on he, he would have just ate them alive and um pascal would have had a much easier job in this one too so uh the top Cook reaction comment is from ld quote loved our competitive fire tonight hope scotty doesn't miss too much time end quote me too, man. I, I really, really hope he doesn't. That basically hits the nail on the head as far as what I was talking about at the end. Uh, the Reggie Evans Award, I guess, would, of course, go to Precious Achua. Awesome in this game. I'm very excited if this means that, you know, he gets to, is a guy, you know. he he I, that, I wrote my big feature before the season about this guy for a reason. I'm very big on Precious. Everybody who listens to this podcast, reads my work, knows that I am. And uh, I'm excited for him to find, you know, a good run of form. Yeah. And uh, the Mitchell Robinson Award, which if you're not familiar, because I rarely ever give it out, the first reaction podcast I ever did, it was after William Liu went on to Yahoo Sports and took, he started doing the podcast there. And now he hosts, you know, the most popular basketball show in Canada. Good for Will, of course. But I tell you this much, uh, the first reaction podcast I did, which was pretty bad, uh, Mitchell Robinson injured Kyle Lowry. And uh, on, like, somewhat of a dirty play. And so, anytime that happens, the Mitchell Robinson Award is just that. And Cale Martin, uh, I would give the Mitchell Robinson Award, not that he injured anybody, but just that uh, is particularly villainous the way he was behaving against Christian Coloco. And for what it's worth, I, I've talked about this already, but I loved Christian Coloco's medal in, in that situation. So, uh, everybody who's listening, make sure to subscribe over at RaptorsRepublic.com. It's extremely important, and uh, I'll get on my soapbox just a little bit. But the work I do here, while it is free, my written work is the only paid stuff. the The pay subsidizes this work being free, you know. So, th- like, it, that helps a lot. We, we're we're betting that Raptors Republic is important enough, the work is good enough, and I think my work is good enough to be deserving of pay. And you know, I'll get off the soapbox, but. If you if you have the means, subscribe over at raptorsrepublic.com. That's the one that costs money. As far as the YouTube, uh, yeah, just subscribe here. That one's free. And uh, if you're listening on the podcast, just keep doing your thing. Thanks for kicking it with me. Uh, the Raptors losing a game, one and two. I'll be back here uh, after Monday's game, and you'll be hearing me after that. I'm going to try and get Nikaias Duncan uh, to do uh, the post-game pod with me on that one. This is kind of embarrassing if we don't do it, but I, I think we'll, we'll be able to do it and we'll talk uh, Raptors and Heat, the, the two-game series that they're playing out here. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, stay tuned for Lewis Satsman's Gamer on this one. I have no idea what he's going to write about, but as always, it's going to be fantastic. Thanks for tuning in with me, whether you got into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye.